it's been a long five months and i'm here again i just thought to share something with you a story something i wrote i went down into the deep creases of my brain to bring this one out and i hope you like it I tried marijuana for the first time. No, I didn't smoke. I ate it. In a chocolate cake. I had always wanted to know what it felt like to be high. It was a Sunday and Katrina and I went out for a swim right after the church. I live with Katrina, which is my friend and roommate. The brownies or cake came the day before and after we got home from swimming, we freshened up, ate and relaxed. It was already evening and I decided it was time to eat the brownie. After I ate it, Katrina and I went to get suya, roasted beef kebab and popcorn. That was supposed to be my dinner. While we were walking down, my mouth started to feel so dry and I told Katrina about it. She said it was one of the effects. In my mind, oh okay, I can deal with this. Fast forward to when we got back home. I started with my suya and I was already starting to feel funny. I was feeling slow and uncoordinated. I said to Katrin, Omo, I'm starting to feel slow. I'll stop eating so I don't choke on my suya. And we both laughed about it. At this time, my head was starting to skip, but I'd rated it over 10. I proceeded to the bed and sat down, and damn, at this point, my head was already at 4 over 10. Now, this is where it gets real. I like to talk, and I talk a lot. So at this point, I was just talking funny. <laughs> I'm really goofy and playful around those I'm comfortable with. And although I could be very unserious and playful, I have my very serious moments where I speak and act like Apple CEO. talking a lot and at this point my goofy and serious personalities had split into separate beings let me explain i was talking and blabbing here yeah? and my serious side was trying to call me to order why are you talking too much and the goofy me goes on laughing and cheering about how she can't control her mouth <laughs> pretty cute i must say this went on and on until my brain finally decides to do a six over ten on me at this point, I decided to lay down because I was seeing everything in twos. Voila! 8 over 10. Now, I could feel my head visibly skipping. It's like when you have a movie on two times forward. Now I'm laughing and telling Catherine, I'm seeing everything two, two, two. And she's laughing with me, with the camera still pointed at me. <laughs> I asked her to record. This is where it dwindles. Catherine goes, now I'm going to play music so that your head turns well. We both start laughing. At this point, I'm talking like a drunkard, and my words are long and sloppy. I'm laughing, telling her not to play it. Don't play it now, my brain is already skipping, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yes, I made the ambulance noise. She goes ahead to connect her phone to the speaker, and plays all in by Nasty C featuring T.I. With the speaker still in her hands, 
I started singing along to the song so happily. Then she puts the speaker on the floor, closing my head where I lay. I'm laughing and telling her to remove it. That it's making my head skip more than it already is. That is at a 10 over 10. With my mouth running faster than it would normally would. <laughs> Funny how the serious me hadn't said a thing since the music started playing. It was goofy me's show now. After telling her to stop the music, still laughing, I playfully pushed the speaker away from my head. Maybe the music affected me this much because I usually don't like loud noises or sounds. Reaching the depths, Catherine stops the music. She brings the speaker close to my head again and press play. The speaker bled with this intensity and startled me. I screamed, Stop the song! She pauses it immediately. I started crying. You know I have anxiety. Why would you do that? I kept on mumbling words while crying and visibly patting my shoulder as I said to Katrin, Please calm me down. I think I'm having an anxiety attack. At this time, I had entered another realm and my personality that all split into separate beings. All single one of them. Now, in my head, I see my living room in Lagos and I'm crying and saying, Daddy's coming. Oh my God, Daddy's coming. I sit up facing her and at the time I started crying, Katrin started telling me words of affirmation. Look here, Ify. Look at me. You're okay. Daddy's not coming. I open my eyes, but I can't see her clearly. I begged her to leave the lights on, but I'm scared Daddy will come get me. This was the vulnerable me talking, the inner child. She leaves the light on, on our phones, and the table lamp on too. I'm still sitting, facing her, trying to reach out to her, saying, Catherine, please hold me. Please bring me back. I can feel the same way I felt in 2012 when they were about to break into my room. Please, don't let this feeling overwhelm me. Please. Now, look at this. At my right side, it was a dark hall, and I could see video clips of all the trauma I had ever experienced being flipped like a book right before my eyes. I looked up, and I saw the same video clips being rolled up above me. I was physically falling towards my right side more like the trauma was pulling me into the dark hall. So, to avoid being pulled in, I was visibly rolling my right hand in an anti-clockwise position while saying, come back baby, come back. I mutter a lot of words of affirmation to myself every day. So while I was saying come back, I was tapping on my chest and saying beautiful things about myself. You're beautiful and strong, and that is not coming for you, okay? got this baby girl and I love you. Don't cry, okay? Kisses. Then I say out loud. I didn't even know I was this damaged. I started telling Katrin all the things I love and would like to do. I spoke about how I love giving to charity, the songs I liked, and the things I like to do in a bit to help me 
come out of the trauma attack. I speak about how we went to swim, Catherine and I, and about how annoying she is. But I still like her. I kept staring at my perfume bottles because I'm obsessed with smelling good and perfumes make me so happy. I probably forgot to tell her to spray on my favorite scent on my arm so I'd snap back to reality faster. I told Katrin to help me unlock my phone so I could play my favorite songs too. She plays one and I'm nodding and smiling, telling her that the song reminds me of Noah. I'm a very observant person, but in this date, my senses were a thousand times vulnerable. I'm not crying anymore, but I'm severely anxious. My senses are heightened, personalities are split, and I'm very scared. Scared that I wouldn't come out of the trauma memories, and I would go crazy from there. I could feel them. The people, my neighbors, walking past my window. My eyes were closed but I could strongly see and feel their presence. Then Sammy, my neighbor, comes to knock. It startles me. I scream, and I'm back to square one all over again. That is the dark hall. The caring part of me asks Catherine to please tell him to go away, that I'm really anxious at the moment, and that he shouldn't come to the window or door. She opens the door slightly to her and comes in to keep trying to calm me down. Then, Bantis, Sammy's friend, comes. Apparently, he was with Sammy when he came to knock on the door. He comes to my first window and says something with his deep voice. I get startled and scream again, begging Catherine to help do away with them because the more I scream, the more I fall deeper. She proceeds to tell him to leave the windows. I feel him move, eyes still closed to my second window. This time, he's saying a lot of things, and I scream at the top of my lungs. My highest and fourth scream yet. Bantis whispers, this is crazy, and they all at my window. Then I beg Katrin again to go outside and tell them that I'm fine, and I'll speak with them later, but they should stay clear of my window and doors. She leaves, but leaves the light on for me so I don't get scared. I don't know how long it took, but she came back and I was already laying down. I had a nap and finally light gets restored. I'm starting to feel better, although my vision is still very hazed. I sit to her with a huge beam on my face. I'm back! I'm back! I think it was goofy me talking because her reaction to what I said and how I was behaving was that you'd show a child when they are showing you their toys. I kept muttering gibberish while she was smiling and telling me to rest. I tell her I'm not sleepy, not remembering that I had slept earlier. I sleep again, and yet another personality goes to sleep. I slept three more times, and each time I woke, I had one personality fused back to normalcy, until all of them were one again. Recovery 
I was feeling a lot better after I woke up from the last nap. I proceeded to take a shower, water pouring from my cornrows to my feet. I'm still quite high, but not having an attack anymore. Katrin told me she found me unclad. <laughs> I'm hardly ever naked. She tells me to wear my clothes, and whilst doing that, she said I was admiring myself in the mirror, showing her my best angles and smiling. <laughs> I won. I'm gradually coming back. The affirmations worked. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. was the duration of the effect. But me in panic trauma mode was about two hours of that time. I was feeling very exhausted at 10.30 p.m. And at that time, I was back to normalcy. I was beginning to feel bad about all that had happened. But at the same time, I didn't want to be hard on myself. Catherine steps out for longer this time to give me space, I guess. You're back, mama. You did it. You came out of the depths. Imelda. Powerful fighter.